Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Count one more time. One. Five numbers in a sequential order. 73, 74, 75, 76, 77. I am already feeling the struggle of this show One, today. two, three, four, five. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to lay over here. You let me know when we start. I wish I wish they would have stuck to that we don't have nerd shots policy. Are we ready to start, Jason? Welcome to Door Bumper Clear. I'm Hannah Newhouse filling in for Casey Both this week, and the 2019 season is in the books. We have our spotter trio of TJ, Brett, and Freddie Kraft in the studio, and they will discuss Kyle Busch winning his second career championship, pit road mistakes, and the 2019 season as a whole, and much more. Freddie's hangover. Freddie's hangover. Freddie's hangover. (laughs) Freddie's hangover. (laughs) And let's go. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Get ready. Be 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 ready. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spot of the 22 Cup, 99 Truck, and this is the last show of the year. 2019 finale, Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, got our buddy Freddie Kraft in the house. Hannah, I have to tell you yesterday that when you were doing the pre-race on the big screen, um, you said the praise have been prayed. Yeah, I said that, and then I heard it, and I was like, you know what? I'm on PA. There's a good chance no one is and listening to me And the praise right have now. been prayed. I'm like, <laughs> I think it's prayers. Yep. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Hannah Newhouse is so close <laughs> to the perfect name, but we've got to change your name to Hannah News House. Oh, good one. But I'm... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yesterday was a long day. I was also part of a wedding proposal on the front stretch, like, by the time pre-race came along. Well, thanks for coming in today and subbing for us. But, yeah, I was literally watching you, and I was like, the praise have been prayed? (laughs) Can we change your middle name to what a... To what? (laughs) Get it? The Bristol incident? That that sounded like he just had a moment there. (laughs) 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 I thought he had a seizure. (laughs) That was you on the mic. Yeah. No, I was there. Thank you. I know. It was awesome. Did something happen to Bristol? Freddie, how are you feeling today, bud? Yeah, Freddie looks rough. I feel great. (laughs) I don't know why everybody thinks I'm hungover. (laughs) You just tried to take a nap before we started rolling. It was a short nap. I mean, it's not that long. What happened? I went out with some jackass last (laughs) night. Apparently. (laughs) What's his name? I don't want to say I don't corrupt people. But, um, yeah, we, we drank about a, three bottles of vodka. I don't understand how he looks like this and you look like that. 
I probably slept longer than he did. He did. I don't. I, sleep. I didn't get up till ten thirty. Oh yeah, I was up at like eight o'clock. Like an idiot. I couldn't get up till ten thirty. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> seriously, did I Uber back or did you take me home? I don't Meg? know. I seriously don't know. How did know. he take you home? His car's still well, in the house. Well, not him literally, but <laughs> Megan is responsible. I think she literally comes just to make sure we don't. Get Die. locked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Or, so, go, wait or, a minute. Megan came and got you? No, Megan was there supervising. <laughs> you didn't, y'all didn't hit another deer. Y'all didn't hit another deer, did you? No deers. No deers were harmed in the making of this podcast. Uh, um, I still have, I really honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I have no idea how you or I got home last night. <laughs> We almost had this episode live from like Mecklenburg County Jail. I had to get a ride home last night, but Did that, you? oh yeah, but it wasn't because of you know the same issues. I went to my car and I uh, hit unlock and didn't unlock. Oh, so I I do battery little, was dead. Now I do a little code on the door. I get in and it says key fob battery low. Well, it was more than low. It was it was, it was gone. dead. <laughs> it will not start without having a key fob in there. Really? So I called my our tire guy. And he come back. He just he was just left the parking lot. He come back and got me and took me home. So I had to go back to the airport this morning and get my car. So did I. But it was not at <laughs> the airport. I have to go after but the podcast. What airport to get my- were you at? Big L's? <laughs> yeah, Big L's. They got nerd shots there. And Hannah was like, what's a nerd shot? They take vodka and pour it in nerds and let it marinate. And then they rim the glass with crushed nerds. Does it marinate or dissolve? No, it marinates. It so the nerds are still in there? I think they the have to strain it. The vodka that they use for that, it dissolves. It just eats So nerd. it's like a sugar shot. Basically, it's straight sugar <laughs> and crappy vodka. Yeah, but I had a chicken yeah, filly with no bread. That. Yeah, we had chicken filly with no well, we bread. We sure didn't have chicken wings. No, they were out of wings. Maybe you should have had the bread. The, the, the best thing you go. The reason why you go to Big Al's, you have nerd shots and they have really, really good chicken wings. So we got there last night. We said uh, we need ten or three orders of ten wings. We don't have any chicken wings. Jesus Christ. All right, whatever. We'll find something else. We'll I get, tried to we'll get Uber Eats to bring me some. <laughs> yeah. They ain't like ask, that idea. We asked if we could order Hooters and have them delivered. They did not seem very friendly about that they idea. They got wings, at least. Yeah. but So then we and ordered more. Nerd Shots, and they said we don't have any of those either. And it was getting ready to get ugly, but then they mixed up another batch of Nerd Shots, and I really wish they, they wouldn't They sent someone to the gas station. How much was my tab? Do you know how much money I spent? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, it was a lot. <laughs> The problem is when like, I when I drink I'm rich. Here's the here's the issue. Like you're one of those most yeah. normal human beings. When you go to a bar with a group of friends, you order a bucket of beer for the table. Yeah, we order buckets of beer for ourselves. For ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so are you hungry? Or are you going to throw up? No, I'm hungry. I got. We're going to go to lunch after this, probably. Where yeah. are we going? Burrito Loco, burrito Loco or Hooters? Because I want chicken wings or a burrito. <laughs> what are the odds that by like seven o'clock tonight, Freddie's already sleeping? It's very good. Actually. Nah, it's Monday Night Football. He ain't going to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Look I don't at, know. Look it's, at him. Look I at might, him. No, he looks rough right now. I'm probably going to go to sleep and then wake up for Monday Night Football. I don't yeah. ever sleep though. You know this. I don't. Yeah. I don't I'm not a big sleeper. Yeah. Dude, you look like crap. Thanks. <laughs> I got to be honest. I don't ever really look that great, TJ. So <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you look bad right now. You look really bad right now. Hannah Newshouse, let's kick this thing off. <laughs> oh well, with the exception of the fact that we went through all. All the seasons at Miami. Um, how was Homestead for you guys? My highlight was uh, was Joe's Stone Crab. I went there and had the best meal. I love that place. I told Freddie when we got back, he's got to go. Me and Hirsch go. Bob Jeffrey used to go with me. It's, it's a little bit of a hike. You know, it's probably 45, 50 minutes from the track. God, it's so good. Where, north or south? It's in South Beach. 
Oh, yeah, it's the other way. Yeah, so it's north. Yeah. A lot of people stay south in Key Largo. We don't. We stay north up by the Dadeland Mall, um, so it's about 30 minutes from there. So but. going to Key Largo is usually – Is that where you stay? Yeah. It's pretty uh, – it's not bad. All my trips to Key Largo this weekend were good, except for the drive to the track Sunday morning. There was somebody that decided they needed to do about five miles under the speed limit the whole time. We must have been following that, the same person. Yeah, on that uh, like two the lane one road. lane. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And I then there's a passing. There so, <laughs> the funniest thing about that drive is there's two to three. I think there's three passing zones. Everyone, the guys doing whoever it is doing about forty five fifty speed limit is fifty five, and when they hit the passing zone, it's like all of a sudden they're doing sixty five. <laughs> And yeah. then they get to the end of it again. It's, oh, I got to do 50 again. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? I was riding with Tyler Green on the way to track, and he said the same thing. It's like, once you get, no matter what speed you're going, Everyone goes once faster. you get to that two lane shot, everybody hauls ass. Like, yes. they're either defending their position or trying to get in front of the guy in front of them. <laughs> like, you can't really make up ground either because everyone just speeds up and you kind of up in the same spot. <laughs> but uh, I like Key Largo a lot. Key Largo is a nice little yeah, area. Yeah, I, I stayed down there. We went to a place called Shipwrecks, cool little dive bar. For dinner, a bunch of spotters, uh, RCR guys, Andy Houston, Billy O, Jason Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, we went there, and then me and – Thanks for the invite. Yeah, well, yeah. I uh, – well, What were, do you mean a bunch of spotters? Were, it seems, sounds like a private event. You were already <laughs> drunk by the time I got done with the Xfinity race. So I – I think I, I went – we it. went to the same place. We ran into them last year. They went to a place called we, Snooks. Yeah, we went to Snooks last year. Yeah. There's something Snooks called Alabama. Really Snooks is good. Alabama, Alabama Jacks. I heard that's cool. That's a cool I've spot. never been yeah, to Alabama My, my team had a party there, and I wasn't invited to that either. Well, well, damn! You did say you don't. That. You did say you don't. All the guys contract. were like, "Why didn't you, why didn't you go with us last night?" I was like, "Probably because yeah. I didn't get invited." And I know why you don't have a contract. They're trying to take all this. The writing's on the wall, Brett. They're yeah, trying they to gave, tell you. Gave me the Heisman. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, I know. Did they get take? Did they fly you home? Yeah, they flew oh, me home. Good. Yeah, they said see you, see you never <laughs> when we landed. <laughs> oh man, Homestead was uh, fun. Great I mean, racetrack. Yeah, it wasn't um, wasn't as racy, I don't think, as it normally has been. I don't think so, anyway. I can't um, blame the track. No, I'm not blaming the race track. Because Saturday yeah. was a hell of a race. Yeah, the Xfinity race was incredible. Yeah, Saturday, man. Tyler Reddick's in-car camera. I think I think Holy if cow. you if you grade the season, trucks, Xfinity Cup, and without a doubt, the Xfinity races have been the best races. And when you say that, with the science that we have – it's pretty easy to be able to make the cup races the same way. Yeah, I think the trucks could be – they're good races, but they're fewer and far between. Well, when Kyle comes, he's hard to beat. But then um, you just don't have quite as many good trucks as you do. You, every series you go up, you have a few more. You throw – if you had five or six more good trucks, man, that'd be a – Well, the, the, cup series, series. the cup series now races like the truck series. It doesn't – Similar. It, it Yes, it's very similar, you yeah. know. And, and when you look at the way that they race, like the Xfinity series stands on its own. But you can still get a truck loose getting up behind it. Our cars. Can. Our cars. Well, that's – you know, I had this impossible. conversation with Jeff Gluck. He was like, I can't believe you said Texas was a good race on my podcast, on this podcast. And I was like, uh, Jeff yeah, – I thought it was a good race. I said, Jeff – when is the last time that we saw really talented race car drivers wreck on their own? We haven't all year. We saw that at Texas. We saw Denny Hamlin bust his ass, Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, highly talented guys, champions to some degree, obviously. But we don't see that. At Homestead, we ran an entire race, 400 miles, and the 36 car broke loose for one hot second, and it got brought out of caution, and that was it because – 
they're not wrecking. And that's part of the entertainment is knowing that the driver's on the edge, knowing that their talent level is is not good enough to, to not wreck. And, and that's what made Texas exciting for me. That's what we used to see everywhere. Yeah, that's what we've said before, though. When we have to see the drivers really drive the cars, that's when it's good. And they, there's been a few times this year where those guys had their hands full, man. And um, it's fun to watch these guys actually have to manhandle the cars. Yes. I enjoy watching them do that. So um, I saw those freaking Xfinity cars at Pocono. And you go down to those restarts, man, and the guy on the bottom, he literally is sideways. Like, it looks like he's on bicycle tires. Like, that's what I want to see. That's exciting. Yeah. I don't know, and I, the Xfinity race is awesome though because your car is a is a not I hate to say it's a weapon, but you can position your car to really to to use it. You can force the other guy into a mistake. You get close to that spoiler and it takes the air off it. That guy's got his hands full. Yeah, and uh, and that and, creates an opportunity to pass. So we went to this package early in the year. We saw guys try to do it, and they got literally were hitting the guy. And the nose still just shoves. So I think we still have some things to work out or, you know, maybe for the 21 for the new car. Um, Did NASCAR say that we're changing the short track package or was that a rumor? I think Phelps yeah, said yeah. he was. they were going to take gonna a look, look at, at it. it. Yeah. yeah. In his yeah. Press conference. Well, you know, the, the thing is, in, in the past decade, road courses and short tracks is what we've lived off of. And fans were screaming they wanted more. And with this package, we we definitely didn't make it more exciting. If anything, we made it less exciting. So you, it, it's 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 smart on their part still, to say uh, they're going to change it. I still think when the sun goes down, it cools off. As this package gets harder to race, have really good slick races. Yeah, I mean, look at I look at like Vegas, um, Vegas. The when it gets hot and slick, where else was it hot? I mean, I look at Texas. It cooled off, and we had a hell of a race, in my opinion. You know, like it was I, hot I, in Phoenix, though, and it sucked. It sucked. Dover hot. Yeah, sucked. but that's I'm not. I'm, I'm talking like mountain. Phoenix is just by itself. Yeah. But I think, um, man, they get so fast. The faster they go, the harder, the more they're gripped up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the harder they are. It's, uh, I don't know. I like seeing them slide around. I like seeing the drivers have their hands full. And I know when it's gripped up, there's less chance they're going to wreck. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, Freddie. You're all, yeah, I was like, Freddy. you're awfully quiet over here, yeah. Freddie. Freddie's over here grinning. Took a grinning. snooze. Hey, just, he's over here grinning. I just took a nap. I'm good. <laughs> go ahead. We'll go back to good the show Good for the next now. 10 minutes. <laughs> you have fun at Homestead, though, Freddie, besides? I did have fun at Homestead. I had the play. I, you know, obviously, I did Bubba. I had a, I had the pleasure of spotting for a couple guys in the Xfinity yeah, race. So how, do you you start, do, how do you do more than one guy yeah. in one race? Who would you start the Xfinity race with? So I started the Xfinity race with the 15 car. Which Johnny Davis, he crashed about was that guy? 15 laps. What's his and name? That was Tyler Matthews. Okay. And so Never heard two, of him. Guy so, with two first names. Yeah. So then we crashed, and I just, you know, was kind of just hanging out waiting because I was riding with Tyler Green. He was still in the race. So I was just hanging out waiting. Yeah. And next thing I know, Clayton Hughes, spotter for Martin Truex, who he was spotting for, I didn't know who he was spotting for, to be honest with you. He came down to me and said, hey, can you do my car real quick? I got I, 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 I to go. I'm like, well, uh, he had to go to the bathroom. He, yeah, he had a little emergency. Four tire stops. So uh, I was like, what? Yeah I, yeah, I guess next thing I know, I got the headset on. He threw the radios at me. I start spotting. If he's throwing radios. He didn't have to pee. I start, no, nah. he didn't have to pee. Four tires, bud. <laughs> I said, uh, so I start spotting, and I'm like, I honestly don't even know what car I'm spotting. <laughs> I'm guessing that it's the 99, and it was not the 99. It was. The, I look at uh, Joey Campbell. 
I said, Joey, what the hell car am I spotting for? He's like, it's the five. I look, and the five is all by himself, luckily. So, he, But, yeah, I had the pleasure <laughs> of doing about 10 laps for the five car while Clayton was busy. That only happens like once every few years, and it happened twice in the same weekend. Yeah, it happened on Friday night also. Yeah, Friday night it happened also. To who? Tyler Green. Oh, really? <laughs> Tyler hey, Green Tyler? had the bail. He, he, t- he took 10 laps off for a four-tire stop. He uh, he had his father-in-law fill in for him. So so when you say what happens when we have to go to the bathroom, you pray that somebody's <laughs> crashed out and can help you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it literally never happens, and it happened back-to-back days. I don't. I went one time. Uh, at Watkins Glen, I used to stand in turn one. Back then, the the spotters thing was a lot looser. We didn't have to check in, and I was standing in the same spot. But I was spotting from turn one in the grandstands, and I went under green. I was like, I'm going to go as fast as I can. Hopefully, I don't miss many laps. But it was Watkins Glen. It's not like you're – Do you guys, like, tell the driver at all? Or no, did all I didn't of a sudden you get on so the radio? They... Well, not, not even that, but, like, the changing. Like, can so... you imagine having someone in your voice go- – or in your ear going, and outside, outside, and well, then it kind of goes away for a lap or two, and then all of a sudden, Freddie's voice gets up there. Inside, they'd be like, "What channel so am that, I on?" So they like we were coming. It was under caution where he he bailed, and we were coming to green. So he just puts everything on, and I'm like, "All right, man, coming to green." And he's like, "Where the hell's Clayton?" Like, uh, he he'll be back. He gone. That's that's it's uncomfortable too. There's Someone's two, gonna miss a restart on listen, one of those. That or having or when you're sick and you feel like you're gonna throw up or something two most miserable times on the roof i, know. I can't imagine spotting hungover is fun i, I wasn't i can't imagine I feeling sick. like you got a puke i was sick in darlington a few sick. years ago and i literally i think i i don't think i washed but 30 laps on the track i had my head down the entire time almost that was i'm sorry sickest sorry, i've ever been sorry, i had Dale strep Jr. throat <laughs> in vegas and i literally under yellows tyler green had to wake me back up like i've never been that sick in my life that was awful 103 fever mm-hmm. And you just yeah. man up. I felt like I was going to throw. We up don't have substitutes. Darlington. Like we don't have backups. I was. I didn't like that whole deal with Clayton. I I was fine doing it. And then as the leaders approached, I'm like, oh man, I hope this guy gets back. I don't. I don't have a good track record with leaders in this Xfinity <laughs> series. <laughs> sure enough, he came back about a half a straightaway from the leaders getting there. There you go. You're good. You're good. Yeah. There you go. Take your stuff back. All right, well, Where'd let's you end this up, Brad? thing. Sixth? Yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, I got, uh, you know, we obviously hadn't run that many laps uh, at any point yesterday until the last run. And uh, you guys were obviously behind us. We were kind of running the same lap times for a while, and then Clint got crazy tight. Um, yeah, we ended up sixth, but we accomplished our goal. We wanted to be top ten in point. But you got to realize, man, we were battling, you know, at yeah, the end of the playoff. Had a, everybody had a, a different goal that weekend. You wanted to beat – I wanted you know, to beat the nine and the and the yeah. twenty four, and I beat them both. We were the forty two was making it tough on us because we um, had to come back down pit road after a pit stop and and fix an adjustment, and that really hurt us start track position. And the forty two was knocking like eight nine points off of the point yeah. deal. We finally got it starting the last stage. It was within it was like eight or ten points, which I felt pretty good about at that point. There was there for a while. There's only eleven, twelve cars in the lead lap. Dude, or something. Martin Truex lapped up to thirteenth in the first stage. Yeah, so it was um, he was making it close, but everyone you know everyone was had a different and like the forty two and the twelve tied. Yeah, so it came down to the best finish, and then they tied that as well, and then it came back down to who added more second place finishes or something like that. I'm right. not even sure what it went to. Yeah. But um, yeah, everybody everybody had a different objective, you know, for that race. I mean, well, I mean, here we were, we were fifteenth, sixteenth in points, just trying to make this freaking playoff, and to end up top ten in points is a. I mean, that just says how much better we were the last ten races. It's a shame that we had a we had a bad summer, 
you know, and could yeah. put races together crashing and couldn't get stage points. And uh, in the last several races we've done, I mean, if you can run top five, you have a chance to win, you know, and we struggled sure. to do that week in and week out the second yeah. half of the year. Yeah. All right. How well, about Truex, man? Put the wrong tires on the wrong side. Well, he didn't do it, but somebody did. Somebody, somebody did. did. I, think it was him. I mean, what a race to do that in. Yeah. All year long. All year long. And it looked like he had the best car at that point. By yeah, far. I, I, uh, I definitely think that I've noticed that the guy that's fast in the beginning of that race, um, they kind of meet in the middle near the end. The guy that's, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, something like that, he kind of gets better as the night goes on. And the guy up front, I'm not so sure he was the best car at the very end, but he was by far the best car in the beginning. Yeah, when that sun was out, man, he was rocking. He so, was rolling, I, yeah. I mean, for me, people go, man, how does that happen? And, I mean, one of two things happen, right? The, the tire guy either laid him out wrong or the, the carrier grabbed the wrong one. And I don't know that we know for sure what happened. Did they ever say? Yeah, I don't know. No? No, I never um, heard anything, like, confirmed on who, I mean, I would what? say the tire guy laying him out wrong is probably more likely than the carrier grabbing the wrong tire. I mean, to me, though – you you're going tire carrier is going over the wall and i don't know because i've never changed tires but to me you're going to make sure your gun's the right way yeah your gun's not going to load nuts off first and you're going to look at the tire and make sure you get the right tire yeah those are two things and then i guess you wind your hose up and toss it around the car or whatever they do and um or there's the, the carrier well it'd be the carrier probably would be the changer no the carrier's yeah. carrying the tire do they carry them now i don't there's know. one carrier that carries both over the yeah wall. yeah yeah. I Speaking gotcha. of Clayton News spots from Martin Truex, you know, he uh obviously they had this happen. They pit under a green, they lose a lap. When the thirty six got sideways, the caution comes out, Martin's the lucky dog, or the free pass, whatever we call it. And uh Clayton comes down there to me because everybody and their brother that caution took the wave around. He's like, Hey, where do I line up right here? And I literally looked at him, I'm like yeah, I guess you haven't really had to worry about waiver rounds in a while with Martin Truex Jr. in this yeah. 19 car. Yeah. Stage winner, <laughs> MTJ. Listen, waiver rounds. I love Clayton. I got trips Waiver rounds go at the, not the very end. The penalty cars are at the very end. Yeah. In front of those are waiver rounds. In front of that is a lucky dog. Yeah. So write that down, Clayton. It was funny though. It wasn't. It, I'm, look, I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's doing. I'm just saying the fact when that there's he that has, many wave rounds, he doesn't stuff have experience taking the wave. This can get really confusing though, as well, because when you have it wave can. rounds, a lucky dog, and then you got cars laying over, like, oh, I don't want to start here. Go ahead. It gets all. So years ago, I was spotting for Jeff Burton, and we were at Pocono, and the free pass was somewhat new. You know, a couple years in effect, and they, you know, had the wave rounds coming. Well, we were a penalty car. And because we were at Pocono, by the time we went green, the waiver rounds had not caught up to the field. And we took the green, and we were in front of the waiver rounds, and they black flagged us. We had to do a pass-through penalty on pit road. But literally, like for us to have been the last car, we would have had to stop and penalize ourselves an additional eight seconds. So some of that stuff gets gets tricky. But, I mean, we all learn. We all know. For Clayton was just like, where do I go? You know, he's all freaked yeah. out. He's in championship mode. Yeah, um, Let me tell you how nervous this guy was before the race. Clayton? Oh, my gosh. So I'm I went up a little early. He had his headset on about noon, I think. We had a lot of time because the they did the they opened the garage later to get cars through tech because of the rain on Saturday. And so I'm like, all right, you know, I walk up, and I'm up there a little quite a bit early. To, I'm going to go watch some of the Bills game or whatever, and they're playing in Miami. Should have um, gone. Yeah. Quickly. <laughs> um, I get up there, and this dude's already out back in the stairwell deal just pacing. I'm like, holy cow. 
And uh, <laughs> I swear, he was back and forth, in and out, back and forth. And I'm like, are you nervous? I don't get nervous like that. I, I mean, I was a little nervous before the race last year, but not like pacing – I mean, like, do your job. I don't get yeah, nervous. It's no, it's another race. I mean, my but my approach on life is if you're nervous, like to me, when when I'm approaching something that's big, if I know what I'm doing, why would I be nervous? Like, nervous yeah, to I me mean, means I'm not prepared, and, and this is just me speaking. Nervous means I'm not prepared, or I don't know what I'm about to embark upon. And I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think get nervous. like being in the championship last year, going into that race. Um, I was just a little bit nervous only because I'd never, never had the pressure of, okay, this race is for the whole thing right now. Yeah. I've always been into that race. Okay. I'm racing for eighth in points, seventh, whatever, like whatever my different goal was. I never had the goal of, um, for that rate, for the cup race, I've been, I ran for a championship with Allgaier, yeah. but that race, you know, I never, um, I was a little nervous before the race, but I was also, uh, with a lot of motivation too, because no one considered us. Yeah. As well. It was going to be the 19, the 18, or the 4, and here we are hanging out back there, and, you know, we were fast in practices, uh, decent in qualifying, um, and that, that I think, took some of that away. But you're definitely, before that race, I was a little bit nervous, but not like... Freddie, you ever get nervous? Nah. Maybe. Only Maybe. when the leaders are coming. <laughs> Only when the leaders are coming, <laughs> and I'm not sure if my guy Hannah, can hear do you me. ever get nervous in your job? No? No. Only when the mic's hot and she doesn't know it. <laughs> Only when, yeah, okay. Not nervous, but like we get to deal with race fans more than anything, especially when I do like TV boards. When I'm radio, it's just like people that they're drivers most of the time, and it's fine and it's conversation. But like I did that wedding proposal on Sunday. Yeah. Rough. Was it, it turned out good? I'm pretty sure she said yes. I don't know because she was speaking French. But what? Yeah, oh boy. that's it, what I mean. Though, so like, weird. hey, you're gonna help two people get married. That's the guy right there. She doesn't know. We need to make it look natural. We need to like. I'm like. I could potentially ruin someone's like wedding proposal right now. That's Did they the, even like know each other? No. They've been together for twenty six <laughs> years and not married. I'm oh, like twenty six years. So why are we do, why are we doing it now? Like for my dignity, can she just say yes and then have the conversation with 26 you? Twenty six years. Yeah. Speaking of That's interviews stupid. and stuff you did on television this week. Oh. What did you pay this guy to tell everybody Brad. that you Brad Slaughter? He came and found me and apologized for this because he knows he was wrong. He said that Hannah was his favorite person. He was lying. It was some kind of bribe, I'm sure. Would you give him a video game or something? Yeah, I did. Yep. See, I knew it. There was something on the line. I, I missed this. He came up and found me. I, he stopped me earlier in the day and said, like, hello, and introduced himself. Did and then, he have on a DBC shirt? He did. He had on a DBC okay. shirt. And so right. he said hello. And then Is this the guy was, that tweeted? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He was sitting in Victory Lane uh, in between one of the stage breaks, and I had, like, the new NASCAR Heat game downloads that we were giving away. And I walked up and found him, and he had an Xbox console or something. I said, okay, I have to ask you a question, though. If you get it right, you get the game. So I asked him who his favorite part-time occasional fill-in co-host was. He said me, and he got the video game. Nice. So it's fine. Everything's fine. That's kind of what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. He's seen the error in his ways by Sunday morning, I believe. Let's go. Let's kick this thing. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you were just playing with one of them there a second ago, there, oh, Brett. But what? Uh, what? What we're going to get an update uh, here on uh, some uh, of the items you guys have won with Pristine Auction. So it's been a half year we've been bidding on stuff for the table. Our David Pearson die cast just came in. It's my favorite car on the table. I I'm think. stealing it. It's the best looking <laughs> one out there. We need get a good look at it. Really, get a really good look at it. It, it is autographed. Yeah. Wow. Donor said you can't steal it. I don't care what Donor said. <laughs> And we won that John Force photo a couple weeks ago, so that'll come in a little bit. But we've 
come a long way from Cheech and Chong over there to the die cast and the football stuff. So table's looking a little more fulfilled than it was in uh, May and June. Didn't you stab one of the footballs? Is that this one? It's still there. Yeah, I cut the tiger paw out of it. I'm pretty sure that was the last time I was here. You told me to toss you the football, and he goes, and I was like, okay, I'm leaving. We play Clemson in two weeks. It kicks at noon. You're going to lose. We're going to kick their ass. (laughs) You want to bet? Yeah, how much you want to bet? How much you want to bet? I got a bunch of money in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you spent a bunch of money last night. I, got, I still got a bunch of money. He's probably still <laughs> drunk because he thinks he's rich. <laughs> so you think Clemson It's going to be a 20-something point line. I will take the points. No, 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 this is, this you is a win or lose. Money. Oh, yeah, because that's how Vegas does it. Oh, this isn't Vegas. Well, we'll do a money line bet then. Yeah, you, this is. Uh, you don't want to bet. You got a lot of. Shit you got to fix your house, bro. You gonna? <laughs> he I don't just care. said if the hot water tank exploded <laughs> in the attic. He just got done fixing the whole house. What was below it? Everything. It's oh, not good. <laughs> so my whole downstairs just had to be redone. The whole, all the hardwood floors because my refrigerator leaked. And then Saturday. Just as the Gamecocks were kicking off, my phone rings and the hot water heater upstairs. What idiotic builder put a hot water heater upstairs? It busted and it flooded the downstairs. So now my floors are ruined again, as is the ceiling, as is the walls, as (laughs) is my son's bedroom. It's a disaster. Like I walked in my house at 2 a.m. or whatever time it was when I finally got rid of Freddie last night. And you walk in my house and it sounds like you're at an airport because there's so many fans and blowers. And when I left just now to come here, there were eight people in my house. Jeez, it's oh a man. disaster. That sucks. That's a terrible way to start the off season. Yep. At least tank. you got lots of time. Yep. But he's got a tankless water heater now too, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Seven thousand dollars later, I got a tankless water heater. Oh man. Congratulations. Yeah. All right, Jason. Of all the stuff I could spend seven thousand dollars on to have fun, and I had to buy a <laughs> water heater. Just think how long of a hot shower you can take. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> all right, spot on, spot off. All right, first we're going to do a special championship edition of Spot On, Spot Off, starting with the Cup Series champion, Kyle Busch. Who's going first, Hannah? You, oh, you're I'm supposed, supposed to, to QB this? this. Yeah, you have well, to. Good. You, you spoke up. You can start. Oh. I'm not even sure Freddie can still speak. Um, <laughs> I, I obviously. Uh, was a little bit – I thought the, the race itself lacked drama. Um, you know, there was really not a, a – in my opinion, if you were a crew chief, it couldn't have been any easier in terms of what your strategy was going to be because the way the race played out, like there, you, you couldn't almost couldn't screw it up unless you didn't execute. Obviously, some guys didn't execute. You know, Martin Truex's guys didn't execute. Whoever said keep putting tape on the grill of the eleven didn't execute right um, but when it comes down to strategy I thought it was a pretty easy race for a crew chief to call and and, and the only thing that I really have to say about this Kyle Busch scenario is my phone uh, blew up after the race from several of my friends who enjoy watching races and, and they said that he didn't show any emotion and I think that's odd I mean when you do what we do for 40 weeks and you pour your heart and soul into it how the hell are you not super excited and emotional after winning a championship, and and to me, Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick going into this race are two of the most talented drivers ever to only have one championship. Obviously, Kyle now has two. How in the world is he not excited? Did you see Gluck's tweet about that? No. 
So post like race when he was in the media center, he has a video. He asked Kyle that he goes, "Hey, we don't think you showed very much emotion. Wow, how come?" And Kyle, had, I think his answer was along the lines of like he actually was crying on the white flag lap, and he's like, "You can see it in my in car. I had tears going down my face," and he's like. I don't even remember like getting out of the car and most of that stuff. He's like, I was just overwhelmed, and yeah. then redirected the question. Well, into was their he excited season. then when he no. answered Jeff's question? No, <laughs> but Jeff asked the question, so you weren't the. If Jeff Gluck, Jeff Gluck saw it, yeah, everyone saw it, and so that yeah. that question was addressed in the media center, yeah. which I found. Was I mean, I was walking to my car and I heard him on the radio, and I was like, "Damn." Seems pretty chill. Yeah. And then on my phone, like I said, friends were like, what's up with this deal? Yeah, I'm like, we all watched it, too. I don't know. Strange. Maybe something else. I don't know. Strange. Spot off, TJ. Spot off. <laughs> no, period. We're going to do this again? Spot <laughs> off. Like- Jason, how excited were you? I'm not excited at all. The race sucked, and I wanted a good race. Jason's and M&M. He was in his oh, M&M yeah. BJs. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted white. a good I was watching the Patriots game by that point, because there was oh, nothing yeah. happening. Were you drinking White Claws? That's white what claws. I, he was slamming White <laughs> Claws for Kyle. <laughs> we did white claw. drink White Claws before the race, because... <gasps> We were just having fun watching football. But then the race sucked, so had no reason to celebrate. <laughs> hey, Freddie, you want to come over and have fun and drink White Claws? <laughs> hey, I like a White Claw every See? once in a while. <laughs> oh. What you guys doing this weekend? White Claws. No laws. <laughs> I'm going to Jason's house to drink White Claws. We're going to shock Jason's him. Jason's own house. He's a dorm. Whatever. Come on over. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna. I'm gonna come over with a six pack. We'll just shotgun him. Freddie, stay on track. Are you spot on or off with Kyle Busch? Won the championship. What did I do? I don't. What are you yelling at me for? Because you're not. You're. You got to get it together. Uh, yeah, we have like nine of these a day. I'm spot on. I'm not my buddy Hershey. How do you? This is the guy that wrecked you. I, he didn't wreck me. He wrecked Bubba. I was, yeah, but I mean, he wrecked your car. <laughs> Spot we got, on this. We, are, we, we, we settled that Freddy. at Watkins Glen. Freddie. There was just as many tweets I, in that I'm last spot, stage I don't about really, Bubba. I, so I don't really, when I, I relate this stuff to spotters. Like, this I don't doesn't really, say Tony Hirschman. Eggs. I don't care what <laughs> it says. This doesn't say Tony Hirschman. <laughs> this is your, we all like Hirschman. I mean, uh, not everybody. Not well, everybody. Not, all right. Yeah. No one really likes Hirschman. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I lied. Okay. Next question. Uh, he didn't even text me back. Like, I text him, congratulations. He's drunk, probably. He's probably drunker than we were last night. Yeah. I kept Hirschman out rather late on Saturday, later than he'd like to admit. Yeah. So I think that, I think, honestly, I won the championship you, for them you guys. Him. I, yeah. But, uh, to, talk, to your point about you know strategy, um, Rodney, I felt like went off script a little bit there at the end, just trying to make something happen. He did what the eighteen did the year before. Yeah, like just stayed out and tried to. I, I still don't understand what the end game there was. Like, I think you were hoping you, for a caution. It, it, yeah, but is it just to get the lead? Like, just to be the yeah. leader, clean air. Yeah. Because I mean, you're going to be on equal tires. Because obviously, if you get a caution there, you're still going to pit. You can control the race. Everybody's going to pit. You're going to be the leader. You know, you saw Kevin lead the first few laps to start the race. Short run speed. I mean, yeah, I think that he was. I think he knew he couldn't beat. Yeah, historically, historically, there's a caution around 30 or so there to go. And I think some guys were trying to position themselves to be up front when that caution flew. And uh, because you're not staying out, I don't care if you have three laps, you're not staying out. Um, that you're trying to position yourself just like the year before, Kyle did it and ended up having the outside lane on a restart and just got you know, got beat. But you want to control it if you can, I think. Toyota has some sort of of an advantage and maybe they're outworking this maybe they're smarter than we are but there is they they have somewhat of an advantage for whatever reason at, at, at this these mile and a half and it's it's hard to overcome i don't i don't i don't know what it is if i knew what it was i'd tell y'all but i mean after watching all these races this year they they have something that they, they have more speed than we have which means they're doing something that the rest of us aren't doing i don't know if it's bodies i don't know if it's motor i don't know what it is but it's something you agree with that 
I mean, it's they're fast. They gotta have something. I mean, yeah. you watched Friday or Saturday when we practiced, straight to the top of the board, eleven, eighteen, and nineteen. Like they're they're just they're just faster than we are right yeah. now for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, Xfinity Series Championship uh, being Tyler Reddick back to back. TJ, you can start. Uh, I'll spot on listening to his in car. Those Xfinity guys, when you win at Homestead like that, and and you actually make a late pass and have that was a good race, man. And Tyler, uh, Tyler showed again why I, why I believe he's ready to go Cup racing. He's ran Xfinity for two and a quarter years, maybe now something like that. The kid's ready, man. He's ready to go, and he's got it figured out. It's going to be a learning curve. Don't expect Tyler to get in that Cup car and be top five every week. It's going to be a learning curve still, but he has showed why he is ready, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that race, I was texting Brett because obviously I was out after the three guys I spotted for in that race. Um, but, like, I was like, this race is incredible. Like, you, at within 50 laps to go, I thought three different guys were going to win the championship. Like, Bell got out front, clean air. He's kind of starting to check out, and I'm like, man, it's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, Hirschman's got another one. Uh, yeah, damn Hirschman. Um, but, again, like like we talked about last year with Bell, he just seemed like – and it's it's so surprising to me, as good as Kyle Larson is at running the top, and you kind of equate the two of them together yep. as same kind of driver, you know, like, you know, come off the dirt co- uh, background, run the cushion everywhere. Like, Bell just seems like he can, I don't know if it's him, the car, whatever it is, he just seems like he can't rip that fence as good as Reddick or even Custer. They both ran him down up there. He finally went up there and kind of blocked him a little bit, and then for whatever reason moved down the lane one lap, and, and that was all the opening Reddick needed. He got a big run off the top and, and – did the slide job into one. So then you think, all right, here, Reddick's got it. Then they go through a pit cycle. They come to pit road. Uh, 20 misses his butt, you know, misses the first time. So that's pretty much took him out of the race. Uh, Custer does a great job getting on pit road, closes the gap. They leave pit road and Custer, they race their asses off for two laps side by side. Custer's down on Reddick's door. Everybody doing everything he can. Custer gets out front. Now there's 20 something to go. And you're like, oh, that's probably it. You know, Custer's probably got it. And sure enough, you know, whatever it was, Ready to see Reddick start closing in, gets the big run, does a slide job. Custer tries to give it back, can't can't execute like he uh, Reddick did, and then obviously from that point on Reddick took off. But I mean, it was unbelievable racing for the last fifty. Yeah, Tyler's laps, gotten so. really good at, at figuring out the top there, and he drives it with this. He drives it with this confidence, and this basically you can see in his driving. He's like, I'm going to run up here, and I'm either going to win or I'm going to hit the thing. Yeah, and he don't. He doesn't care. He put that car. Anywhere he wanted to, when he got those four tires and came back through the field, it was impressive. Kyle Busch had a chance to win the championship because of his regular season. He didn't do enough in the playoffs to me to probably warrant being in Homestead. And he was probably, in my mind, the least likely guy to win it. Tyler Reddick's exact opposite. I mean, we said, I think we probably said it on the very first show of the year, or I did, Tyler Reddick will win this championship again because of how freaking good that guy is at that racetrack. He is hands down the best driver in the field at Homestead. When I look at Junior Motorsports and I see that they let this guy leave, he was a champion here. And he left and he went to RCR. Now he's a champion there. Like, how do you let a guy like that leave? Because that's a special talent. You know what I mean? So you got you got Jimmy Johnson. How many more years is he going to run? You got a couple guys over there. They got to get their stuff together or they're going to have an open seat. Well, now he's at Richard Childress Racing in a cup car. So I, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's hard for me to see a guy that talented. How many races he won this year? Six? I have no idea. Tyler, five or six probably. A bunch. Right? You got a guy a handful, that can, yeah. When you have a guy that can win races, man, you got to keep your hands on him. 
you know so yeah. spot on i'm i'm uh i like reddick you know i've been around him some talked to him some and uh <laughs> at homestead you can't beat him did you hear about his bet too no it was for based on yeah for his kid if he won the championship that he got to pick the name for their little boy, and if he didn't, it was Alexa's name. And so he won, so they're going to name their little boy Bo. Bo, yeah. So it's Bo Reddick, which I think is a badass name. One thing yeah. about Tyler there, though, is when you run the top there, you earn it. You earn you it. It's not, like, it's not like when you go to Homestead, oh, that guy's really good there because he runs around the bottom. No. This guy, go back and listen to his throttle trace when he's running the wall. Listen, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I, it's impressive. It is. It is. And finally... Matt Crafton wins the truck championship. Freddie, you get to start this one. Zero wins. Who the hell saw this coming? Like, Didn't he win the regular season, though? No. No, no. Grant Infinger, Infinger did, right? Grant Infinger did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was one of those Thorsport um, trucks. It, it, like, I mean, he was the best truck. I mean, you can say all you want about he didn't win a race or, you know, he hasn't won a race in two years. Consistency pays off. He, you know, he got in. Luckily, I mean, he caught a very lucky break when they all everybody that was in the playoffs blew up at Vegas literally everybody that was in the playoffs blew up there he's you know he's his entire it. team but yeah. hit, he did too hit, i mean hit freezing there's like six guys in that race that blew up out of the eight guys that were in the yeah. playoffs but um i mean he was the best truck on that night and, and that's all it takes this is the second time it's been won without any wins right it's uh, happened one Austin other time Dillon, the Austin Xfinity Dillon, championship. Yes. um matt crafton has made a a career out of doing this in the truck series. He's not going to win a ton of races every year, but he's going to be third, fourth, fifth a lot. He's not going to take that risk that a lot of these guys are. A lot of them are kids too, though. Yeah, They're going to look at Harrison and them guys, make mistakes. Matt doesn't make mistakes. And everybody, this is what happens when Matt doesn't make any mistakes and you put him in a race like that. And he was fast. He earned it at Homestead. He beat what yeah. he had. He, you know, he beat the other guys that he had to beat. So there wasn't there wasn't any strategy. There was he just he was outran fast. them guys. Yeah, he was fast. I saw Michael Waltrip before the race started, and I said, "Hey, Mikey," because I stuck around to watch for Ross. I was like, "Hey, Mikey, who uh, who's going to win this championship?" He said, "Man, Crafton was crazy fast in practice," and I was like, "Wow, that's not the guy of these four drivers. He wouldn't have been on my radar. Like to me, he was like like yeah. Kyle was. He was the fourth seed." And uh, and like you guys said, I mean, he he was fast. Let me ask you this: Do you think three truck series championships puts him in the Hall of Fame? I mean, eventually, probably, but I I, I don't think so. How many? I wonder how many wins he has. It's not as many as what you think. It's not. I mean, he fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, I was truck. gonna say it's not. I mean, how and many years? Fourteen and probably in probably yeah, what's twenty more years. Important? What's how more many important? years have been running trucks? That's what I'm saying. It's probably twenty years. Probably nineteen or twenty years, but but I mean, what's more important, wins or championships? Nowadays, he's a three-time champion. Yeah, but I mean, no one. It's a it's a it's a feeder series. It's where you learn. He's made Ron Hornaday's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but how many wins does Hornaday have? How many championships? I don't two three. He's so got three. He's got I'm, three, right? Or does Sprague have three? I have no idea. It's one of them, and he won two of Matt's were the traditional. Chase, right? Not the, the this deal. The traditional, yeah. Um, and then this was the first one. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I I'm mean, just curious what y'all thought. I don't feel like he's a Hall of Fame driver to me. To me, Hornaday didn't Hornaday, Hornaday went cup race and stuff, right? I just, from a storyline perspective, and listen, I have a huge respect for Matt Crafton and what yeah, that team too. accomplished. Just from the storyline perspective, the fact that Matt Crafton won was kind of blah. Like, Ross is moving up in the Xfinity Series. That would have been exciting. Freeson's this kid that, is he moving up? 
Freddie? Uh, yes, I think so. I think so. Right? So, I mean, to me, there just was better stories with other guys. And and at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm happy for Matt, happy for Thor Sport, happy for Jason Hedleski, his spotter. Um, but it wasn't exciting to me. Yeah. I like hype. Don't believe the hype. It's a sequel. You don't know that song, do you? No. It's probably because it was made before she was born. Probably. But. How old are you, Hannah? 22. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, we did. You're so established for a 22-year-old. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Welcome. How's your dog? She's good. Janet Jackson. Uh, Freddie almost got a dog today, too. Son of a <laughs> Hannah. I could kill you. <laughs> did you buy that dog? The one that's... I was going on, to. Man. I was going to, but he got adopted today. Thank oh, you. Yeah, oh, really? so, what about the other one? So they were no, bl- I don't like the dog. Mo, Mo can't have a teammate, bro. Mo you don't like people with dogs. Mo Your don't kids like. listen to this show? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not maybe. Don't tell any Christmas <laughs> secrets. So, Hannah, what well, we were well, out last night with your dog sitter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know. You were out with my yeah. dog sitter. I was going to say, your dog, sit- your dog yeah. sitter wasn't doing a very good job. She was at the bar with yeah. us. <laughs> well, hey, she- just so well, you know, Hornaday has 51 truck wins, uh, four Xfinity wins. How many truck championships? I think four cha- truck championships. I think it's three. I, just, I, think, I, think I, I didn't make a bid for Matt Crafton to be in the Hall of Fame, TJ. Well, yeah, you I asked you a question. What was I your said, opinion? do y'all think this is going to put him in the Hall of Fame? Okay. Freddie said eventually, and you went bananas no, because I, guys I only said, got 14 wins. That's I don't 14 think it, more than you've got. I think Matt Crafton's a great truck driver. Obviously, he's a champion truck, tra- truck driver. But uh, I just don't think that gets him in the Hall of Fame. But that's just my opinion. Is he getting in the Hall of Fame? I think so because – I mean, at some point, you're going to run out of people to put in the Hall of Fame at the rate we're putting them in. You know what I mean? I mean, we're, we're putting in a lot of I guys. Got a, I got a huge beef with this Hall of Fame. Well, I've had that, it for three years. The iRacing kid that has four championships, does he get in? My, TJ, my, shut up. That's the <laughs> dumbest thing you've ever said on this problem. show. <laughs> and I don't even know if I talked about this on here. My problem with the Hall of Fame is, and it, it got way worse this year. For the last, I felt, three or four years, Mike Stefanik should have been in the Hall of Fame. He's the only... Only nine-time champion in the history of the sport. Yeah. And do you he, think they're going to put him in this year? He's going to go in this year. Yeah. And it sucks because he just passed away in a, a plane Plain accident. accident. Yeah. And he should have been in already. He should have been there to enjoy it. And and Tommy Baldwin, who is uh, – I've grown up with Tommy. He gave me my first job in racing. That explains um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Um, he's in that voting committee, and he said that – you know they they released the numbers and Mike just missed it this year so I you know you know tells you he's probably going to go in next year and it yeah. just sucks that the way it, you know went down there are people that vote on that that aren't worthy of voting on that and and are. look there are a lot of people that are worthy but there are a lot of people that literally have to ask who to vote for because they don't know they don't have the the history and the heritage of the sport that a lot of us do you know but yeah I mean at some point crafting three championships I mean it's a touring series it's your top three. Yeah. I would think that he's, you know, how old is Matt Crafton? 45. Oh, wow. She five? What's 43? 44? 43. 43. 43. And I mean, look, you know, we we talk about a lot of things on the show, but the Menard sponsorship that's on that truck, um, the Menard sponsorship that's in the Cup Series. When I look at sponsorships, and obviously Paul Menard, shout out to him, you know, kind of went out yesterday with what could be his last race. We're hearing that he may run some in the playoffs next year, depending on what happens there. Um, but the Menard sponsorship, man, they've spent a lot of money in this sport. They leverage, huge, man. they leverage this sport. They're obviously huge in the Midwest. 
I just really appreciate guys like Paul Menard that and Johnny Morris Pass Pro Shops, the Mars family with M and M's. Like, there's yeah. a lot of privately owned companies, and and the Fortune 500 companies. Look, we we know what we know what their power is, but they got a big board of directors have to answer to stockholders. Like to see some of these privately owned companies invest in our sport. Like if as a fan, you guys are listening, yeah. support them. Yeah, Menards is awesome. Yeah. All right, we got a regular spot on, spot off too. Uh, Denny Hamlin overheats and his title shot goes up in steam. That's very clever, Jason. But uh, you can start <laughs> that, that was one, Freddie. It wasn't me. It was Brett. That was a Brett. The same. Oh, very good. This is. I got a text the, at like ten thirty eleven last night. I wonder what Brett was doing, but he had some good topics. Ten thirty eleven. We <laughs> had just had our first nerd shot. I think at that yeah. point. Uh, anyway, goes up in steam. Yeah, um, I walked to the car with Lambert after the race is over, and he said um, they just got too aggressive with tape. He said it started off as a little cool, and they just kept adding tape, and eventually melted it down. And it was weird because that, that for whatever reason, I noticed on that last, I think it was the start of the third stage when it just got dark out. Damn, eleven! Like he was like a fifth place car all race, and all of a sudden he's driving up there battling with eighteen for the lead, and I'm like. Wow, maybe it's just because it's dark out. You know, they got this deal set up for the nighttime, and they're going to come alive now. And all of a sudden, they're burning down. And I said, "Well, that's probably what it was." Yeah. They just taped her up, Q trim for the last hundred laps, and didn't work out too good. So are you spot on, spot off? I am spot off because you cannot melt your motor down. From a professional standpoint, clearly, I wanted Kevin Harvick to win the race for for all my guys at Stuart Haas Racing. But from a personal standpoint, I was pulling for Denny Hamlin, pulling for Chris Lambert. Same uh, friends of mine, guys that I think. I mean, I think Denny's super talented. Obviously, Chris Lambert has uh, he's a guy who I really admire on the roof and, and have a lot of respect for. So. I hated to see that happen, but I mean, like Freddie said, when you keep putting tape on, you're adding front downforce. Your car is going to turn better, and uh, unfortunately, they got too aggressive. And tad out. See ya, TJ. I heard that eye roll all the way over here. Spot on. <laughs> Not for Lambert. I really wanted to see Lambert experience the, uh, you know, the championship deal and stuff. But um, yes. Yeah. Uh, Do you like anybody at Joe Gibbs Racing? What do you no. Well, I'll go ahead and give you an out there. Next one. Toyota wins 19 races in 2019 versus 10 for Ford and 7 for Chevy. We kind of talked about this. but uh, Spot off. Go ahead. Yep. All right. <laughs> spot off. I mean, yeah, <laughs> look, you we, not spot off that. We, look, they won almost double what the next manufacturer won. So, like, NASCAR preaches parity, and, and we've seen them, when, when they see a, an OEM get an advantage, we see them kind of pull the reins back. Like, how long are we going to let this go on? Aren't they entertaining Honda? Wait a minute. Those guys aren't just that bunch better drivers? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think so. I think you're right. I think there's an edge. I, I hope Honda, Nissan, I don't care who comes in here. More manufacturers is a good thing. Yeah. It's just more people that are going to market. And, you know, that's where NASCAR is in the best situation of any sport is because our wonderful sponsors come in and they market our sport for NASCAR. Yes, NASCAR spends money on marketing. Yes, they spend money on advertising. Yes, they spend money and, and resources on social and digital. But at the end of the day, when we have a sponsor come in and, and spend a lot of money and take with literally their brand to the marketplace, I mean, look at what Monster's done. You know, look at what Sprint did. Look at what Winston did. And not to mention Sunoco and all the other sponsors that are here. Like, when you walk into a food line and you see Kyle Busch stand-ups or you see whatever stand-up, like, that's the sponsor taking their sport to the marketplace. So NASCAR's in a great spot for that, that kind of stuff. Uh, spot off, obviously. Um, but does this settle our debate from last week? What was our debate? 07 Hendrick versus uh, 
2019 Gibbs? Yeah, I think it does. 2019 Gibbs wins. Yep. Phoenix replaces Homestead as the season finale in 2020. Oh, boy. Spot on. Yeah? Absolutely. We don't need to keep having the championship race at the same venue. However, in 2021, don't pick Phoenix again. Let's move this thing around. There's big talks about 2021 having us potentially end our season in September. We could race anywhere in America in September. We could race in Michigan. We could race in Bristol. We could race in New Hampshire. So when I look at this from a geographic standpoint, Take it to our fans. Like there's there's a lot of people in a lot of different areas of the country that can drive a couple hundred miles to enjoy a championship weekend, but they can't afford to fly a family of four. Stay at hotels. Take it to the fans, just like the Super Bowl. Take it to the best markets, and and let's rotate this thing out. Yes, Homestead is a great racetrack, but at the end of the day, was yesterday's race the best mile-and-a-half race you saw all year? In my opinion, no. So move it. Keep moving it. Big fan. Spot on. Uh, currently, I'm spot off, but this it can be fixed. There's things we can adjust. Uh, I don't know if it's race length, maybe. Uh, we, You're la- spot off because of the Phoenix race we just saw. Yeah, we need to adjust things. That's not going to be that exciting of a race. Um, and it caters right now highly to, a, to certain ones, way more than other places. Um, Homestead just has more variety i'm i'm not against changing it but homestead offers more variety and and this is the first time we've had a repeat winner at homestead right i think so i think we've had a repeat winner there and tj and i like a racetrack where you can run different parts of the racetrack and you aren't it's not a one groove surface and and i think that's why he and we like tracks where you if you run five laps you're coming for tires we we both like the same things in a racetrack and and phoenix lately hasn't been that but they're talking about taking off the spoiler taking off the pan off the front um in hopes of trying to make it better right yeah i mean it it phoenix could be a great racetrack it just needs to we need to put the right piece on the track I, I still, you know, listening to Steve Phelps' remarks all year, he said a lot of great things, but still nobody's talked about tires on their side of the world, and, and I think that's what we're missing. Yeah. Pretty They're definitely you, working on it, though. They're making progress, I think, across the board. In gen- I mean, in general, how the, the, flow of the, the flow of practices, the flow of the weekend, I think they're making great progress. So I'm spot off for Phoenix just for the fact that we need to make the race there better. But – on Saturday night, I got back to the hotel. I was texting with Brett, and I said, NASCAR is going to get killed for moving this race weekend from Homestead. And he's like, no, I disagree. You know, with everything he just said, if you have it the same place, somebody, you know, a guy like Kyle Larson's got an advantage there. Like, if he makes, if, if he would have made the playoffs at Homestead, he had a big advantage because he is so good at that racetrack. So it kind of swayed me to think that, yes, we do need to move it because you don't want one guy getting, you know, an advantage because he's better than everybody else at some points. But, but yeah, so I think I agree. I'm spot off for home Phoenix, unless we can figure out a way to make that race better, whether it's, I mean, throw an option tire in there, do something like just yeah. make it so that we can. Justin Algar knows he can't win a championship at Homestead. I, and I mean, I hate to say that, but he, but he, but he really can't. But I'm telling you right now, if he makes, if he's in the final four next year at Phoenix, he he's can. Winning Phoenix. And I like that about the the moving it, man. Like I want the drivers to feel like they're not screwed just because of where the last race is. I mean, look, if we were racing at Pocono for the finale, I would tell you right now, Clint Boyer's in the final four. We're not going to win. That's not one of his great racetracks. If we're at Martinsville, we got a chance. Like 
that 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 that's my why I'm spot on. Move it, move it a lot. You shouldn't hold sharp objects right now. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever no- have you noticed this? Because answers have also been delayed. It's like it takes a little bit longer. Yeah, to- like wait a minute. Okay, speak. Well, <laughs> I was gonna uh, say something. I'm not gonna say anything. Oh, good. <laughs> At least someone's learned. Uh, 2020 Cup Rookie of the Year battle with Reddick in the 8, Custer in the 41, and Bell in the 95. Well, they finally settled the 41 for us. You know, we, we didn't know who it was going to be until yeah. last week. And uh, and I'm telling you that's, guys, like, it was... That's a, that's a lie, because you told me at, at Vegas, I think it was... I did. Well, I'm glad I didn't say it on here. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, dude, how exciting is this? I mean, I remember rookie classes that consisted of, you know, Buckshot Jones, Elliot Sadler, Tony Stewart, guys that had all won in the Xfinity Series that were moving up the cup, Matt Kenseth, Dell Jr. Like, this is a, an epic rookie class. Um, and, and when you look at it, man, Cole Custer's getting in a fast race car. He's got the edge start. And, and Christopher Bell's getting in a fast race car because they're going to be all JGR stuff. Not sure who's spotting for him yet. Um he, you know, his spotter's unknown uh, in, in the cup side. Um, Reddick, who may be one of the most talented guys in that series, is getting in a car that's not as fast. I mean, Childress is making major personnel changes starting today. Uh, they're getting all yeah. new spotters, a lot of new guys. I mean, they've already said that the crew chiefs are gone. I think Luke Lambert's headed to Roush, uh, from what I'm hearing there. Um, so I think Reddick is is unfortunately at a little bit of a disadvantage here as far as his opportunity to go be rookie of the year. I think he has the best. I think Reddick will have the bigger splash at times, but his lo- his highs will be higher, his lows will be lower. I agree. Um, Cole's gonna Cole's gonna be in a tough spot because he's gonna be racing against really fast. I mean, not he's gonna be ahead of the 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 soup in the middle there a little bit, but. Um, He's still going to have to learn. This is a whole other group of guys and stuff. And um, I think Bell is in the same ballpark as that. He's going to uh, he's going to have some learning to do. And it is a satellite team of JGR, so it's going to be important for them guys to do what Furniture Road did: take that alliance and run and make how, it great. How much do you value? the teammate aspect with Bell having teammates like Denny Hamlin, Kyle Bush, with Custer having teammates like Kevin Harvick, like Clint Boyer, whereas Reddick's not not he doesn't got a teammate, Austin Dillon, an Xfinity series champion, a guy that can win races, but in cup level, he's not he's not been the guy yet. Like how much do you think that's important to their development? I think it's important, but I think I think uh I think um Custer has a better has better uh mentors with him. Um, he has guys that have been there at champions as well at Gibbs. Those guys seem to me, they're, to me, they're a little younger. Um, they're a little younger. Uh, they're still, I mean, I think they're going to be more competitive there. You know, at the end of the year, if he runs this year, how many years is he signed there for? Who, One? Custer? Yeah. No, uh, Bell. Three year. Okay. It's a three so, year deal, but it's like one year Levine, second year Levine or JGR, third year JGR. If uh, if my sources are correct, but do the drivers there look at him as like, hey, this guy, he might take our job? Yeah, I don't think I don't think the guys. At, I think Stuart Haas is different. I think they're they're, they're looking to groom him for a few two three years or whatever. And, yeah, you know they want to help him. So you think Eric Jones may be scared to help him? I'm just any of them. I mean, I don't know. What if Bell comes in and starts running really good? Are they going to want to help him? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want to get beat by him if yeah. I'm already there, but. I mean, it could be good the whole way around, though. They have a great group of drivers at both places. So I'm looking forward to the rookie battle, though. That should be really fun. I think I think it'll be a good battle. Um, 
I think Bell over Bell will be the rookie of the year just for the fact that we talked about how dominant Toyotas are. I think they're stepping up to maybe a different tier of that affiliate. You know, I mean, they, this year they were getting help from them. I think next year they'll get even more help from JGR. Um, Reddick, unfortunately, I mean, I think he's super talented, um, but being part of that RCR alliance, they're just not where they need to be to make him as competitive as he probably should be. Um, and Custer will be good. I just think Bell, I think it'll come down to Bell and Custer, and I could see Bell edging him out just for the fact of better cars. When you when you see a guy like Bell move up with his Xfinity Series crew chief, do you think that's the way to go, or do you think they should have an established cup crew chief? I mean, Ratcliffe's obviously I've been in cup before, so it's yeah. not like he's going to be new to the game. I, I don't know. I think I think just the relationship side of it, that uh, Randall that's going to move up with Reddick and Ratcliffe that's going to move up with, uh, and do we know who Custer's crew chief is? Man, I don't know. You would assume know. you would assume that it's. You know what? <laughs> who? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Uh, Why are you rolling your eyes at me? It's weird. You know who could be the sleeper in this? Is <laughs> I don't have a job yet next year. I'm trying not to get. Reddick. <laughs> Reddick is used to being scrappy, and this he's going to be in that area when the cup races start. Chris Bell has not. You think Reddick? I, I think what you're telling me without telling me is you think Reddick drives over his head some next no, year. No, I think Reddick could do better here because he's had to race everything he's won here. He's he's done it because he's got up there. He's had fought. To, he's fought for it. He's fought for everything. It wasn't the fastest car winning the exactly. race. Exactly. He he made it happen sometimes with lesser equipment. Yeah. And I haven't. I don't know that I've seen Bell do that. Yeah. I've seen Bell have you know kind of crumble in them situations sometimes. But yeah. Yeah. Reddick has experience at it, so I think that might translate over a little and that, bit. That's the thing about our sport right now. Like I've never been in, in our sport at a, at a time where it all has to happen right now. Like Suarez, he left one of the greatest organizations and came to one of the other greatest organizations. He had one year, didn't win a race, didn't make a playoff. See you later. Like looking at William Byron, who I think has a lot of speed, has shown a lot of growth. I know he how has. hard that kid works. Yeah. But year three is next year. He hasn't won a race yet. Like how – these these owners are not patient right now. The sponsors aren't patient. They want to win. They want to make the playoff. They want to make the round of eight. Like it's it. Michael Waltrip doesn't come into this world right now and go zero oh, for four sixty two. He would not make no. it that long. Luckily, though, I mean the good thing about with big organizations are that you have more. You have a little more time because you're in that situ- You're in that seat because they believe in you, and they normally are a little more um, patient. It's it's win oriented. It very for sure. All right, last one here. Um, the 2019 season as a whole. Freddie. Are we talking about last night or just the whole season? <laughs> Spot you know off. Yeah, we'll do it in like 10 words or less your 2019 <laughs> yeah. season. Um, spot off. Our, our, yeah, spot off for us. It's just kind of ups and downs all year. Made mistakes. Made it on TV way too much. Got fined a little too much. That was your word count. I'm done. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, spot on. Had a lot of high points this season as a whole. NASCAR, there was a lot of uh, a lot of drama at times. A lot of um, a lot of uh, interest. Package was great. Ratings were up. Um, I think as a whole, it was in the is in the right direction. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. The only thing I spot off for this entire season was the race lineups because we had a really hard time getting those right almost every single week. Everything else that has happened. 
for me is spot on. I think NASCAR is making a lot of really good decisions. I think their leadership taking back over the tracks is a great move. Like TJ said, the ratings were up. I think social and digital space, they're making big plays. I mean, I look at the Barstool thing. They're, they're getting out of the box. Yeah, these young they're, guys. They're, they're getting back into the marketing aspect of the sport and very aggressively with it. I had lunch with Patrick uh, Rogers, who used to work for me, now works at NASCAR a few weeks ago. Ross and I went and had lunch with him uh, to just talk about where they're headed with the Xfinity Series because Ross is moving into that. And then what can we do to leverage some of these sponsors and, and relationships? And everything that NASCAR is doing, it, I, I almost think for years they sat back and let it run itself and, and, and they didn't have the leadership. Now they it's the opposite. They got a ton of leadership. They're taking a direction and they're listening to, to everybody. I, I love it. I think spot on, you know, for, for what we had for 2019. We had fights. We had wrecks. We had fires. We had flips. We had wins. We had hot-ass monster girls. I'm going to miss them next year. Are they going away? I don't know. Yeah. Boo. Um, one big thing I would like to say spot on about is our buddy Kip Childress is the bomb. Is the man. Dot com. We, got, we talked about not like lack of communication between us and NASCAR, especially like during a rain delay. Yeah. I looked back the other day. I had 12 emails from Kip yeah. in a four-hour period on Friday just here's where we're at. This is what this is, you know. This is the options we're going with. Literally, literally, Freddie. Like TJ and I had a show where we addressed some of the communication barriers, and Kip texted both of us that day and said, "Message delivered. I'm on it." And he literally fixed it. Like yeah. it's awesome, and that's why I'm so spot on for the the 2019 season. Maybe the racing was what the racing was, but the NASCAR side of things, man, they they are doing everything they right. Up a lot of things, the tech issues that we were having, none of none everything of that TJ and I fussed about on the show for two years. Like they fixed damn near all of it. Yeah, they put some people in the right places, and and uh, I mean, I'm spot on for NASCAR for doing that. Kip used to be the Canaan West director and was awesome, so yeah. it's been cool to like still see him. Every single weekend, he's, and there's he's a, good a lot dude. of good things said about Jay too, Fabian, um, with that stuff as well. He's done a great job. Uh, really, really pleased. And even the even the lineup stuff got better as the year went on. Here, the last couple months have been pretty solid. I think that definitely seemed to catch into a better rhythm. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I think everything's headed in the right direction. The Dale Jr. Dale Jr. Listen up when you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear. Go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Jr. Download. Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download, available on major podcast platforms. The Dale Jr. Download. Dirty Boat. What is OfferPad? We're the new way homes are sold. We're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern selling solution with a human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. Selling to OfferPad means no showings, you pick your closing day, and we'll even move you locally for free. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day, we'll send you a great offer. It's free, and there's no obligation. We want to buy your home, so request your offer today. OfferPad. Move freely. Yo, if you need to buy or sell your home, check out OfferPad.com. Freddie, any uh, any uh, truth to the rumor that, that Bubba did indeed have to sell his home to pay that fine? I, I don't think he – I think he, I think he got a great offer, but I don't think he accepted it because he didn't want to live on the streets. I think he raised the money the other way. But it's a simple and quick process. Just visit OfferPad.com and fill out your brief form about your home and check your email in about 24 hours to receive your offer. OfferPad buys your home directly. Obviously, they're a proud sponsor of this show. Kyle Rush and his group put this thing together. Uh, check out OfferPad.com. Send them a tweet and say you love OfferPad.com because the door bumper clear. 
Let's go in the fast lane. Three racing questions. One off the wall question. 30 seconds to respond to each. Only 30 seconds. How are you going to start some talking? Good luck. Fast lane. All right. First question here of fast lane. Um, after a Friday rainout, NASCAR canceled cup qualifying on Saturday and instead let teams practice for an hour. Would you rather have seen the race go on without practice or do you feel the practice session was necessary? Freddie. I, w- I wish we didn't practice. Line them up, qualify them, and, and have at it. You know, these, these are the best drivers in the world. Yeah. I mean, th- you would have seen who – I mean, honestly, throughout practice, you're not making your car a whole lot better, you know, different. Um, so you kind of got what you got when you unload. But I think it would have been a way more interesting race without practice. We've, we've had some races, Kentucky and Indy, where we just lined them up and race, and I think it makes it better because you don't know what you got. You know what I mean? And, and you've got the ability to go backwards, forwards, whatever. So I was a, a big – I was on the on – the, and I tweeted it. I didn't want to see practice. That's because you had Saturday off if we didn't practice. Well, that would have been a plus, too. <laughs> but I still did – I literally didn't want to see practice. I uh, Normally, I'm the same boat where you line – any other race throughout the year, if it rains out, you know, line them up. You should be prepared. Uh, championship weekend, though, I think I think a 50-minute a practice – I mean, you're not getting your two hours or two 50-minute practices. 50-minute practice – it, it, I think I think it's uh, you got to give them guys running for it. You know, it's, it's something to. That's the other thing too, man. We used to practice too much, and now they've yeah. got that figured they out too. That, yeah. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, yeah. We we don't need all so that practice. I, I'm okay with giving them guys. And it was a one practice, man. You had 50 minutes, and yeah. that was that was a mock run if you wanted, um, hitting pit road, running pit road. So really, that was like three four runs I don't at think, most. I don't think you're gonna make a mock run when they cancel qualifying. But, yeah. That, <laughs> All right, we're on Q Trim, guys. You feeling better over Bubba, here, Bubba Fred, X, Bubba X. Reason, Bubba, We rolled out Bubba X. Are we in Q Trim right here? <laughs> the reason I said that is because in truck practice, there was guys making mock runs. Oh, yeah, because they had to. Because they were trying to get to the top of the board. If it did rain qualifying out, which it did, uh, it did rain qualifying out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it rained it out. Then did they, they line it up by points? Well, no. They, no, it's the, different. The, the goat, like Derek Krause went home. Uh, Dylan Lepton went home. And there was two guys Owner that made points, it. Right? Yeah, but there's two. they take guys off speed. By speed. And there's two guys that so get you locked in. people tape it like. Making cute. I think it was the 15 who blew his motor in parade laps, Five. and uh, the seven, the 15 and the seven were the yeah, two that made it. There was on a time. few that were. Derek went home. Um, the five, Lupton went home, and Spencer Davis. But all, they mocked up. They all, yeah, yeah everyone yeah. mocked up. They were up there in the top yeah. of the board, but they, they just weren't fast enough. Mm. Yeah. All right, next one here. Steve Phelps said NASCAR will take a look at managing the aero package changes for short tracks to improve races in 2020. What specific changes do you want NASCAR to make to improve the quality of racing? TJ. Uh, I want to see what the spoilers do on the softer tires. Ding. Ding. Yeah, I think we've talked about it at length on here about tires. I think tires are the biggest thing. I think Goodyear might have been a little bit of a box this year with super high corner speeds and trying to balance the, the fact that they can't blow tires. I mean, we went to dinner with Clint in, I think it was Pocono, and he said, like, the tunnel turn to Pocono was one of the first times he's felt uncomfortable in a race car in a long time because you don't if you blow a tire there it's gonna hurt bad so I think they were in a little bit of a box hopefully next year they see that these tires are okay and we can we can find something that wears out a little bit yeah the tires have to be softer they have to wear out and we have to take downforce out of these cars we realize how important bodies are at big tracks and with this high downforce they're freaking super important even at road courses and at short tracks and we need to take that downforce element out of these races in one year from now who will we 
be discussing as the 2020 Cup Series champion? Brett. <laughs> I just hope I'm around in 2020. Same. Uh, Jason's putting us on the spot early. Man, I would uh, – I hope it's Clint Boyer. Who you got, TJ? <laughs> I mean, I, I hope it's <laughs> – Oh, we just – what do you got? There's debris. Yeah. Oh, there's debris. <laughs> those are pieces. TJ just picked up his own diecast for those of you who can't see what we're doing. Because it's oh, a yeah. podcast. <laughs> TJ, they can't see they that. They can't see that. It's a podcast. I, mean, I hope it's 22. Eventually, they can see. I said 22, didn't I? You no. Pick, you, oh, my you bad. Went. Well, there's screws and stuff on the table here. You're screwed. Screwed. 22, of course. Does that mean it's, I got to pick the forty three? Yeah, winning championship is fun. I take think we're going to do it. I think we're going to do it next year. I think we're in a great position. <laughs> I think you better pay your fine first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and last one here, off the wall question: The two thousand ten decade comes to an end in a little over a month. What has been your biggest accomplishment of the decade, Freddie? Surviving last night. <laughs> Good one, <laughs> Brett. Oh, uh, I don't want to go next. What has been my biggest accomplishment in a decade? Last 10 years. So I was 34. Am I 44? Jesus, you are old. From 34 to 44, uh, I guess my two little lovely kids, my oldest kids turning 13 today. That makes me want to vomit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously oh, Bodie and Keely were born in the sorry, last decade. Shout out to Scovey. It's her one year anniversary to boyfriend, isn't it? No. Oh. Golf. <laughs> the... Wait, I missed Actually, Keely was born in two. So oh my, my, my largest accomplishment in the last decade was my little boy, Bodie. Happy birthday, Joey, and break up with your boyfriend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a good kid. <laughs> but he's not kidding. <laughs> just kidding, but not really. Uh, Man, a lot happens in 10 years. A lot. I've got two kids. Um, hard to beat them. But, you know, also there's, you know, job things too, man. I mean, in 2014, we won the 500. 2018, won the championship. So there's a lot happens in 10 years, and uh, I don't know those those are top of my list. I was uh, I was privileged enough to have be able to spend some time with a quarterback that was at Detroit Lions at the time, Sean Hill, and uh, he and I were talking. He was kind of toward the end of his playing career, and and he was like, and I was I was not young by any means at this time. This conversation happened, but he was like, man. Don't let your job define who you are. And he talked about guys that did and guys that committed suicide after they got out of the league. And and, and I see guys in our sport let their job define who they are. And I have uh, – and I was already not really that way anyway, but after having that conversation with him, I was like, yeah, we have cool jobs, 100%, a thousand percent, but – this job doesn't define me because this job is going to go away one day. You know what I mean? It's just like going to concerts. Yeah, I'm buddies with, with entertainers, and, and I get backstage passes to every concert I go to. And at some point, that's going to go away, and you got to be able to sit in the crowd and still enjoy the show. So a- anything that I look back on that I'm super happy about, I usually stick it to my personal life, and I separate it completely with my job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's two different sides. There's, some, there's stuff to – there's stuff that you accomplish at work, though, that you're happy about and you Dude, enjoy. Dude, if, if I don't want to Daytona 500 before I retire, I'm going to be very sad about it. But that will not affect not how I live one single minute of my life. No, but, it's just going to be something I didn't accomplish. It was on my to-do list. Listen, as, as a spotter, whether you're going there and you're spotting for, you know, a car that's not usually in the lead lap or if you're spotting for a top car, there's uh, there's still the respect from for sure everybody no matter what car you do 
Um, there's only 38 of us in the world. Yeah, but there's always – you're not excluded from the group at all. You're included in everything no matter what. Um, and we're all up there because you either love racing or you surely you love racing or you've been involved in it somehow, but something puts you on that roof um, to I mean, do that I mean, job. Even small things like, you know, we had guys coming up to us this weekend saying they, they listened to the show and they loved Orban McClear. Like, I'm – I'm caught off guard when that happens because I'm like, oh. It happens a lot. It happens uh, numerous times a weekend. And I'm not uncomfortable by any means, but I'm still like, I'm almost like, wow, it's 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 crazy that normally normally you hear, people take their free time to listen to you talk. Yeah, well, well not is, only that, but then to come find yeah, me no, out and be like, hey, Brett, love the show, and I'm like, but people are like, hey, man, love listening to you on Sunday. Now it's now you hear more of, hey, man, love the podcast. You hear a lot of that. Yeah, more. So, of, yeah, yeah. So thank you guys for. Aside from aside from surviving last night, I did get married this year or that this year in the last decade. So I don't know what obviously she was that is. Yeah. She is a saint. I don't know. She, she get, is a damn. She saint. gets a direct ticket you straight to heaven. Like I don't know. Megan, I need to hang out more often. She's gonna cut you. Well, it's been a great season getting to know our friends at pristineauction.com and learning all about incredible, authentic, and affordable memorabilia selection they offer. You said those words pretty well for how much you drank last night. <laughs> it's not too late to check them out, man, if you haven't already. You can choose from a ton of different types of auctions. They've got daily auctions that start for a buck. They've got 10-minute auctions, man. we got some great stuff on this table, thanks to pristineauction.com. I have to say, even though I have a signed Steve Spurrier football beside of me, this David Pearson diecast is the bomb.com. And the best part about Pristine Auction is they guarantee the authenticity of all the items. Each comes with authentication from only the most trusted sources. All these items are much more affordable than you would think. Yeah, check out some of these previous NASCAR items that went for bid. A Clint Boyer signed 2019 diecast went for $58.28. Damn, Dale Jr.'s number three Wrangler diecast from the 2010 Daytona win sold for just $68.25. Man, that's some cool items. The best part is it's quick and free to register. Free to bid. You only pay when you win. And be sure to use your exclusive registration code before it's too late. Enter the code CLEAR. Clear, that's C-L-E-A-R, clear, into the very first box of the registration page, and new users get an immediate $5 auction credit to spend. PristineAuction.com is smart enough to come sponsor Door Bumper Clear over the Dell Jr. download. They love you guys. We love Pristine Auction. We couldn't have had the year we've had on this podcast without you guys. Check them out, PristineAuction.com, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, auction.com. Thank you guys for a great 2019 year. Ask DVC. There was a ton of them, dude. You tagged me in that tweet. I shut my Twitter off last night because people were blowing it up. Hey. Bradley, Billy asked the 18 being irrelevant through nine races and winning the championship race. Any chance this makes NASCAR look at the regular season points as only guaranteeing you through the first round? I've begged them all year to not let the regular season points be carried throughout the entire playoffs. Let it. Let it happen for the first round, then let these guys earn it. You know, the, the these these guys that go out and have a tremendous regular season deserve a first round bye. They do not deserve to be locked into the final four with all these playoff points that they carry. I definitely think it can be looked at. Agreed. Um D B B D B D Photography I wanna ask a lot to talk about short run speed versus long run speed. What is there that you can do to a setup to make your car better towards one or the other? Uh, a lot of things. Tire pressure. Um, you, it just depends on which direction your, your car is swinging. You know, you can 
if you're really loose in practice, you're going to want to minimize that so you don't burn the right rear off. You're going to try to you don't want to you don't want to hurt one end of the car more than the other. That's what you're trying not to do is you don't want to push front tires off and not have any front grip anymore because then you'll be super tight. But you also don't want to burn the right rear tire off. So you don't want to have one extreme or the other. I think you want to find that balance in the middle. We'll jump to Solomon seven hundred and three asks. Why or seven thousand three? I saw seven hundred and three. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> You're why, terrible. Why? <laughs> you can leave. I know you have to leave. <laughs> why is there such a vast difference in the RCR Cup versus Xfinity program? And do you think it's the driver or equipment? Look, there's one big thing here, and that is that Cup drivers aren't in all these races anymore, and yeah. that's a, and that's a good thing for guys that are trying to make their name. If Daniel Hemrick had been in that car this year, I don't know that he would have had the success that Reddick had, but he certainly would have contended to win races and probably got his first NASCAR Touring Series win just because of the fact that Cup drivers aren't in every single race like they used to be. And let's let's cut to the chase here too, man. The Cup Series is a hell of a lot harder than the Xfinity Series. In the Xfinity Series, you're racing about ten or eleven guys. In the Cup Series, you're racing about thirty. Um, Kiriana One asks, "What kind of champion do you guys like to see? One that lives it up in the off season, celebrating their accomplishments, or a more subdued champion who only talks about their accomplishment when asked?" Give me Alex Ovechkin every day of the week. Yeah, did you remember him when he won the Stanley Cup? Yep. That guy was drunk for two months. Yeah, give me Gronk. Give me that guy. Give me uh, Martin Truex. Give me guys that are going to go out and have fun. Could you imagine if your idiot driver won the championship? No, oh, it'd be the last time we ever raced. <laughs> we didn't make it. <laughs> I love it. Road America asks, you have one chance to redo any race this season. Which race would you choose and why? Richmond in the spring, we finished second. We should have moved Truex to win a race. I'm going to finish third because we burn our freaking tires up racing him, but we we should have moved him and won the race. Uh, I'd probably say uh, probably Kentucky. Had to race one, lost it on last restart. Hmm. Uh, I'd redo practice at Phoenix and make sure my guy doesn't is an idiot and talks to the media. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And this one's directly for you, Freddie. C.E. Our buddy old mm. C.E. Falk here asks, how many days till Daytona, C.E. Falk can kiss my ass with that question. Period. All right, Jason, pick your best question here. Wait, they, they do, all right? Win. Give them all. Let for, them all win. All right. all right, they all win. Except C.E. C.E. don't get <laughs> C.E. gets all a shirt. Right. Well. <laughs> C.E. gets a shirt. He'll wear it. He will wear it, <laughs> He too. will wear it, oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, th- thanks to all you guys for listening this year, will. man. It's been uh, a lot of fun. Obviously, a lot of people behind the scenes at Dirty Mo Media make this happen. Hannah, thanks for subbing. Freddie, thanks for joining us. Um, TJ, you almost got perfect attendance this year. You only I missed was one by show. Far the best. You were you were hands down the best. Uh, Jason, Jason, what's next for you, brother? I'm graduating December. Working on getting a full time job. Maybe I'll be maybe I'll be here doing graduating this in December. Week. What month is it right now? November. So you're graduating in a month. Hey. Are we having a graduation party? Yeah, white claws his, for everybody. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what month it is, Jason? White claw. Uh, <laughs> what Jason, month Jason's white put in a ton of work here, man. Really, really appreciate you. Made our show better without a doubt. Nothing He's against a lot better. Nothing against Thank producer you, Josh. I mean, Josh sucked. And uh, Josh did. Compared to Jason, Josh. Sucked. Our, uh, yeah, Josh was bad. Yeah, I mean, Josh is only like six six, yeah. and he'll probably. Josh, did you watch the race? What race? <laughs> yeah, he was kind of out of touch with this whole thing. but Go uh, bigger and better next year. <laughs> Jason, your passion, man. I love you. Appreciate you. And yeah. All you people that take your time, like Hannah said, out of your days to listen to us rant, rant about stuff around the sport. Sometimes. Most of it was your behind for there for a month yeah. or so. I think I was there for two episodes, but I'm like, dude, you're still yeah. working on that? I know. Yeah. Does it feel better? Yeah, my butt's good. Oh, boy. <laughs>
Okay, I got to go. We love you guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks for everything all year. All you people that come to the racetrack, man, the race fans, NASCAR has the best fans. Um, TBC's got the best fans. That too. We Millions. Millions. Millions, millions so, and millions. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for coming to the races and, and tracking us down and saying stuff to us too, For man. sure. It means a lot. Have a good, safe holiday season. Yeah. Drink some eggnog for me. And, and some White Claws. And some White Claws for Jason. <laughs> Hannah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Hannah. Yeah, appreciate it. It's been fun. Didn't You're know what great. I was getting into the first time, but You're a great sub. Here I am. Maybe one of like eight this episodes. Is, this later. has to be your biggest professional accomplishment, the fact that you've been able to join this show, right? <laughs> oh man. Hannah, you are definitely the yeah. second best feeling around here. And we're out. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Holla. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.